Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dough. I got to go. Those boys had better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. So we left off in chapter 19 with Genesis. This kicks off with Abraham and Abimelech. Anyway, chapter 20, Abraham moves from where he's at to Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while, he stayed in Gerar, or Gerar, and there Abraham said to his wife, She is my sister. Then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. Deja vu, anyone? Uh, okay. <laughs> I was, you know, when I was reading this, I was like, you know, this almost sounds word for word a few chapters ago when they went to Egypt, isn't it? Just a wee little bit. Now, just, now this gives a, a, a story because. You know, the last time I talked about this, uh, it didn't give much explanation except for it talked about plagues, and she was given away or given back just as quickly as she was taken. Now, this shows behind the curtain. It shows what happened to the person that took her, what happened to Abimelech, and how uh, he was troubled in dreams, and how um, he was also plagued with his wives being barren while Sarah was there. And uh, how he was repentant because he didn't really know, and then it explained the weird connection that, or the the weird um, agreement that Abraham with Sarah have, when they're like, well, from the beginning, we'll just tell everybody if you love me that you're my sister, and that's how you show your love for me. You just gotta tell me you're my sister, and then he was like, it's not completely false because she's my half sister. We share, we share the same dad, just different moms. Right. So, okay. So then I have a question. Is this just a, uh, let me see what you guys think, because what he says, what he says in verse two, let me read it. Now, Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. So he said it of Sarah. So he just, were they, do do you think this was like a misunderstanding and that he just was in the habit of this? Or do you think this was on purpose? No, I, I think it was on purpose, and and it happened quite often. In verse 13, it says, And when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, This is how you can show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me that he is my brother. And so I feel that every town they came to, any 
higher ups or any um, hierarchy that they come across, that was their go to. That she man. was a sister. That way, it didn't keep them safe. Right. Well, man, I just I'm what just I saying. Like about this is that Abimelech kind of held Abraham to the nails for this. You know, he's like, "Come on, why would you do this to me?" When Abraham was defending himself, he said that he passed judgment on Abimelech and his people. Right out of the gate, without even knowing him or talking to him, he already looked and said, "Oh, they're not of God's people. They they don't they don't serve the one God that I do." You know they they and I I'll read them verbatim instead of paraphrasing. Verse eleven. Abraham replied, "I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place, and they'll kill me because of my wife." So almost word for word, what he said back in Egypt, wasn't it? Pretty close. Yep. Let me go back to this whole thing in Egypt, and, and I'll read that. Just so we can have direct comparison here. Which one is that? Yep. So this is chapter 12, verse 10. Now there's a famine in the land, and Abraham went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. Verse 11, And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beauty, uh, beautiful countenance, verse 12, therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me for they will let uh, they will let you live. Please say you are my sister that I I'm sorry that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. So it's like the same gist here of the same exact thing. I'm afraid they're yeah. going to kill me. Yeah, and, and uh, even though they are both getting up there in the years, and they've already saying that that natural stuff can't occur to either one of them because they're too old. They're still like you're still going to get taken, even though you're old. You're still going to get taken. So, <laughs> so wait, yeah, hold, yeah, hold on a sec. How old was Sarah at this point? Then she was still real hot. Uh, right around a hundred and some years old, probably. <laughs> 103, 104. You know what? I may, <laughs> be a, that one I may be a man, but I tell you what, if I look as good as Sarah at 100 years old, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I think Sully's checking out of this one. <laughs> 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 he just threw his hands up. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> you know, um, and I thought it was interesting because Abraham was uh, passing judgment on the, their hearts before he even gave them a chance. And that Abimelech was troubled and then actually held Abraham to his actions. And because of his explanation, then Abimelech gave him his gifts and uh, sent him on his way. Uh, and I, I'll read this in verse 16. To Sarah, he said, I am giving your brother a thousand shekels of silver. This is to cover the offense against you for all who are with in all." <clears throat> against you before all who are with you, you are completely vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves, so they could again have children. For the Lord had kept all the women in Abimelech's household from conceiving, because Abraham's wife Sarah was there. So God got to hold the heart of Abimelech early in the chapter to say, um, you're not going to touch her. It's, he's, she's his wife. Okay, check this out. 
I have, I have a note in the bottom of my Bible about that thousand shekels here, okay? Abimelech gives Abraham a special gift and also pays an honor, quote-unquote, honor fee of a thousand pieces of silver or shekels. A fabulous sum considering that Babylonian laborers earned a half a shekel per month. Talk about an honor fee. That's 500 months worth of work. 500 months. Well, what do you make in a month? Multiply that out. <laughs> what? That's a, yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot of money. In, in verse 4 and 5, it says, uh, Abimelech had not come near her, and he said... Oh, Oh no! Hold on. I want to. I don't want to lose that. Oh no. Okay. Verse three. I'm sorry. Uh, but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, "Indeed, you are a dead man, because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife." And then verse four and five, it talks about how Abimelech is talking to God here. And right at the end of verse five, it says, "In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this." God replies to him in verse 6, For I also withheld, so this is God speaking, For I also withheld from you, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, withheld you from sinning against me, therefore I did not let you touch her. And then, so Imelech, so Abimelech is like, dude, God, I'm in, like in this dream apparently, God, I'm innocent. Why, why would you curse me or why would you do this stuff to me if I'm innocent? And God is saying, listen, I have protected you because I didn't let you touch her, you know, and then the whole, you know, talk of, of back and forth. Now, let, I guess let me ask this. What kind of man was Abimelech to actually recognize that God was talking to him in a dream? Well, he must have been a just man. Like, um, when the rulers of that day, they would take what was theirs, like that whole entitlement thing, and then he he was of uh, like the, the like you said the, the king of that area, so he had entitlement, and so if he was entitled to the female that was tr whatever female is coming in, if he was entitled to her, then he knew it was his right to take her. And this time it felt different because he was a good he was a good man just following the rules, right? You know, their rules, the rules of the land. He had no ill will towards anybody. It wasn't spiteful or trying to, to kill everybody. So he, I think he had a, a good, just heart. But um, I don't know if uh, him being able to recognize God or, or unless God revealed himself to him as God or maybe in uh a visage of something that he perceived as God so that he knew that this was someone of import that's communicating with me. Well, that's a good point. Although I would preface this point, scripture does tell us that the unrighteous or the wicked cannot hear God's voice or God does not, you know, talk to them necessarily the way that, that we do. He tries to reach people. Don't get me wrong. He tries to reach even the wicked because, hey, let's face it. I, I, I'm <laughs> at one point I was unsaved, you know, and, and in the, the terminology that Paul and Jesus use, I was um, unrighteous. And now through the blood of Christ, I, I made righteous through him. Right. But my point is, is scripture tells us that those who are wicked, those who are unjustly wicked, 
they have a hard time and they they just can't they can't recognize God's voice. I don't think this guy was as bad as quite frankly Abraham thought they were because I think that is the whole point in this in this chapter because Abraham went in thinking, "Oh, this is just another pagan Egypt," right? He went into this land thinking, you know, he already made up his mind who these people were and Abimelech, out of all people, Abimelech, a, a apparently in his mind, a pagan king, comes back and says, "Listen, your God, the God, like God, came to me in a dream." Abimelech rebuked rebuked both Sarah and Abraham for what they did. We all know lying is wrong, right? Well, you know, a little white lie is fine, or if you just don't tell the whole truth, or they call them half truths. Well, apparently, it's not. If he all he did, he told the truth. He did not lie in the sense of lying that we think of lying. He actually just withheld the whole truth. But apparently that's still lying in God's eyes because you're not. Because if, if somebody were if so, let's say the king of Abimelech sent a servant and said, go find out who that lady is. And all they said was, he is my brother. He is my she is my sister. Yep. And that's it. That's not what he was asking. He wanted to know, is she available? This, this is going to sound really bad, so I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for this. Oh, no. <laughs> but there's a um, that saying that if you have skin in the game, you got to stay in the game. You know, it, it, God had already... Is that a, is that a thing? Wait. Okay, God, God had already given his word to Sarah and to Abraham that Sarah was going to conceive child within a year. And God's not going to let anything come between that covenant that he just made, even if it is a, a, a dumb mistake on Abraham and Sarah's part. But he's like, nope, this is, this is my people. You know, this is where Jesus is going to come from. This is Abraham's lineage going there. <laughs> you, 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 you shall not pass. <laughs> wow. Nice time. Oh. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is the fact that, you know, he pretty much took it on faith and pushed the boundaries with saying this time, this is my sister, Sarah. So, so wait, no, hold on. Are you just saying? Because that's what I got out okay, of it. Okay, are you, are you saying, like, it worked last time, why not try it again this time? No, no, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is the fact that, you know, like, you know what? God's going to cover me. So guess what? You're my sister now. Because you know what? I can't be stopped. Oh, I come got on. the Lord. Let's <laughs> well, you know, back to one of the old sayings, though. I can't say it out loud, but uh, I mean, if he's on our side, whose side is the other guy on? Kind okay, okay. I, I don't want to say the actual term, but. And then I like your uh, your street smarts there, Tom. That was good job. I like it. <laughs> you you can, uh, you can crap. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I, I I looked at this and like as we're reading as you guys are reading this and I read a little bit more, but it's like you know, he goes in there, like you guys said. We're talking last time before uh or I digress, but before we Justin's comment was the MLX like state of mind and everything. That's what we got on to. And uh my big thing is the fact that obviously he's educated. Oh, so like what kind of man was he? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's educated. He's actually well-rounded. He's open. He's focused on different things. 
he's probably some kind of leader that's actually decent to his folks just by these just by talking with them because you got to be open-minded so that shows intelligence that shows actual drive and everything else to right he's trying grow. to discover apparently yeah. he's he's he is looking for the the betterment of his people obviously because yeah because yeah. you know and he doesn't sound like a half bad guy and like you guys said Adam just like, Haha, guess what? Nope. I'm going to get keep my head today because you're hot at 100 years old. <laughs> Continu- <laughs> uh, continuing on. So I kind of like con- Tom's concept on this where he's like, you know what? God's going to protect me. So darned if I do, darned if I don't. So let's go in this. So, so what, he doesn't care if he flips heads or tails at all? <laughs> like, that's the way I, I don't I even think it. that. I think that Abraham knew. Uh, Abraham has been delivered through so much stuff from my God to this point that there is no reasonable doubt in his head that anything could go wrong that's outside of God's will. God has already made a covenant many times with him about Sarah, and he's even seen Sarah get scolded for laughing in her heart. So he knows that this promise is going to come true. This covenant is going to happen. And so if she is taken, he knows that God is going to deliver them, and he's still going to be good on this promise. Even if she's taken, I, th- I think isn't the point in a lot of this is that they still, both of them still played the old card. They still pulled out the old wild card, which is we're related. Yeah, and that, that was their their. Lack of faith in humanity and their faith in God is is greater than that. Okay, so you, you think so? What you're saying is is that was their fall, like that that I guess I'll just I'll just I, I won't sugarcoat it here. So their lie was their their fallback, and they they just naturally went back to that when they were afraid of apparently being killed or or overtaken or whatever. I mean, it worked the first time. No, I, I, I believe that it is a, a constant thing. I don't think it's the, uh, they ever swayed from it. They do not trust um, the governments of man. You know, so they will handle those governments the same as they have their entire life, but their trust in God never wavers. You know, so okay. God made a covenant with me. But I can't trust the, the the word of this guy because I know of his culture. So in order to survive this, I have to play by the, the laws of the land. I have to play their game so that we ensure survival. And God's willing, he'll get us through this like he has in the past. He's just dealing with, we'll say, dealing with the quote-unquote world in this manner. I think this would knock him down a couple of pegs, wouldn't it? Because he probably came to Egypt thinking, oh, these are just pagan people, blah, 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 blah. It said in the end that uh, the Egyptian pharaoh just kicked them out. You and everybody that came with you, leave. Take this, that honor offering, you know, right, take right. this with you and, and go. Right. But this time, Abimelech held Abraham to his word and said, why did you say this? What's going yes. on? Why would you? Why would you put this on me? You know, what did I do wrong? <laughs> right. And even then... Even then, there's a a stark uh, difference here when you look at it. Abimelech didn't kick them out. Abimelech blessed them and then blessed them further. And Abimelech said, see, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. 
So like he blessed him and like he first he blessed him by giving him stuff. Then he blessed him by saying, okay, you can have all this land. Just go wherever you want. Just let me know where you're at. You know, like, and then he goes to, and then he goes to Sarah and goes, here's the money. Like, I wonder if he did. I I wonder if he had the whole air quotes thing. If air quotes was a thing in the past. You think so? Here's the money. Give this for your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Give this to your brother. (laughs) Air hieroglyphics. Air hieroglyphics. Um, I can see 15 be like talking to the hand. You know what? Go everywhere you want. Just talk to the hand. Goodbye. (laughs) Maybe that's the theme behind all the Egyptian hieroglyphics and they're walking like that. Oh, and they're walking like that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what what it means. So so what do you think here in 20? This looks like it's the beginning of of, of one story. and, And I'm sorry, the end of one story, the beginning of a new new uh, thread of Abraham's story, but it's also a huge character development chapter for Bemelech, for what's to come to, as well. I, I think that even though um, they were uh, ancient writers, that they were able to capture the essence of someone's character when they're writing these stories like this. These little finer points really stand out in what, you know, what it speaks to their heart, what kind of uh, person they were. Well, that I think it was a, a giant shift when it came to uh, Abraham and Sarah as well, because I, 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 because okay, so like the whole Egyptian thing, they were not rebuked; they were just kicked out. Hey, get out of here! Right, get out of my land. Go back home. You know, but here, Abimelech, like you just said, Tom, he he, he confronted them, so maybe that character switch was also with those guys. That, that shift in character as well. Because right after this, we actually go, like almost every everything after this, it's the next several chapters, it really starts meshing together with the promise being fulfilled here. So we end up the chapter here with... Uh... <clears throat> with Abimelech and his household being given the gift of um, conception again, conceiving, which tells me that that you know uh, he wasn't going to set Sarah apart from everyone else. It was just nobody was going to have kids as long as Sarah was here. No kids were going to be made. You know, <laughs> I'm taking that completely away from anybody, <laughs> which will set us up for chapter twenty-one, right? You know, okay, and it sounds to me, I just, I know we're trying to wrap this up here, but it sounds to me like the last several chapters, all the way, all the way back from Egypt, all the way until now, it seems to me like that was what, maybe 10 years passed by, isn't it? Like maybe 10, 12 years and that's it. Like all of this stuff happens and it's just a few years. Abraham has been lifted up so much and he has been blessed with so much. It kind of feels like um, God is really showing him that, you know, of, of his true humanity. So, like, he haggled with, with God over Sodom and Gomorrah and it still happened. So, Abraham's like, well, okay, what I was hoping for didn't happen. You know, and now this one here, he misjudged again. 
And he was like, you guys didn't look like the right people. You know, before he was saying, no, there has to be good people there. There has to be good people in Sodom and Gomorrah, at least oh, 10 of them. And now this time he's point. like, these guys aren't good people. You know, so his judging character has, or in other people's character, has been put to the test and has failed twice. That's At least right. twice has been recorded. That's that's a perfect point because that whole thing with Sodom and Gomorrah was not just to save Lot, but was also to try to save whomever was over there in the city. I'm sure they could find at least four more, and then the whole city would be saved. So, wow. Although you know that also seems like. Once again, it seems like Abraham has gotten into this habit often that we get into, which is we can somehow, without God's help, make it through and fix it and fix the problem. You know what I mean? Even the, Sodom, the whole Sodom and Gomorrah thing, Abraham... Obviously, obviously thought he was do he was doing something well by talking to God to convince him to drop the number down. You know what I'm saying? Like he did the haggle thing. Abraham obviously thought he did something good with the whole Ishmael thing and Hagar, right? He thought he mm -hmm. did something good in Egypt where he was like, I could lie about this and then save both of our skins. Right? And saying I'm just saying it, it seems like when he's faced with a problem, the only the only one I, I I honestly see that is like truly like he's doing something, but he's going into it with the Lord is when he only takes what what was it three hundred eighteen guys, three hundred eighteen yeah. guys just out of the blue. Hey guys, come on, let's go, just let's go. We gotta go save Lot, and he just went for it and just said, okay, God, we're gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems like he he's fallen into this trap of. Ego. I can take care of it. Yeah, I've got this. If uh, you guys don't have anything else, I think we can wrap this up in, in prayer. And uh, we'll, we'll get this wrapped up. Sounds sure. Good. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this chance to come together and, and learn more about your word. And learn more about the, the history of, uh, of, of your people, Lord. And just uh, pray that you be with all those that are listening. I pray that you work in their their hearts and, and Lord just bless the words that we said that uh, we didn't confuse anybody as uh, as we said them. Uh, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This has been Tom. This has been Sully. And this is Justin. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Have a great night. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. I can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track.
most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations, you're one of the few. We love you. <laughs>